program to Shell Bordier, uh, a professor at the University of Missouri, state extension specialist in youth development, uh, where I, my research and programming and workshops and focus on uh, diversity through loss and resilience, uh, would focus on African-American youth and family bereavement uh, and coping and, and also culturally responsive practice. It is my esteemed pleasure to introduce a longtime colleague and friend, uh, Bonnie Carroll, who is a uh, founder of TAPS, the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. Um, she developed this uh, incredible resource that includes numerous types of programming um, for military families uh, following the death of her husband in an army plane crash. Without any further ado, I turn it over to Bonnie Carroll. I just want to give you a brief bit of history about our organization. It is a community. It is a family of all those who have honored their loved one's service and are now grieving their loss. The military does a beautiful job of rendering final honors and administering benefits, but what they can't do is that emotional support that is only possible between peers. We know this, each of you on this call have dedicated your lives to this understanding that grief is not, it's not a mental illness, it's not a physical injury. Grief is about love. We only grieve because we love. And at TAPS, we love someone who served this country. And that is why, as, as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs said in one of our early gatherings, that this is something that we must do for each other. Our mission in creating this organization was provide this space for all those grieving the loss of a military loved one. We recognize that it wasn't just that, that eligibility for benefits, but it was beyond that. So we're there for all those who are grieving a loss. And I know in your practices, in your daily work, in your peer networks, that's where your heart is, to connect with others who truly understand and just get it. So TAPS was created to meet four core services. And that's very simply this 24 seven network of help. You know, grief isn't two o'clock in the afternoon, it's two o'clock in the morning. It's not nine to five Monday through Friday, it's weekends like Father's Day and Mother's Day when grief hits hardest, or it's holidays when there's that empty seat at the table. We also offer casework assistance because it's so difficult in the, in the throes of grief to navigate and understand complicated benefit structures. We provide community-based care, connecting folks, folks with assistance, and also support that is available wherever and, and whatever folks need. And it is there for everyone, for all those grieving. And it's interesting that while most people think of the widow and the children in a military loss, it's the brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers. Survivors know that family and community are our bedrock. They're where we find our hope and our strength, that resilience lies within us. You know, we've all been through difficult things in our lives and, and now we are called to rise and, and honor our loved ones and grieve their losses when they pass. We embrace perseverance, we understand loss, and we recognize that in others and we stand forward and lean into their grief to help them. At TAPS we have a saying, thank God for the little while. You know, this is a prayer from a small child and she said, you know, it wasn't long enough, but thank God, we had them in our lives and they were with us and a part of us. It never would have been long enough. 
with Dr. Alan Walfeld, we created the Mourner's Bill of Rights and this applies so beautifully to this COVID situation that we have a right to seek meaning, to make ritual. While it may be virtual, we have a right to have it and to hold it and to honor those. We have a TAP site at taps.org slash COVID that includes these wonderful resources. And now I, I wanna tell you a story and it's about this next photograph. You see, every year at our National Survivor Seminar, we take our children, along with all of our families, we have about 2,500 that gather together to Arlington with their military mentors now dressed in their formal uniforms, which is very fancy, to hear the president speak. This photograph was taken by a tourist who was sitting behind our group. And what he thought he was catching was a sweet moment between a father and a daughter. But you see, this particular military mentor, this soldier is a wounded warrior, badly injured on his right side, but here he was putting on his uniform again for the first time, not realizing really that he would have to stand. And by God, he was determined that he would stand for our national anthem to honor our flag and to honor our country. But it hurt a lot. And he struggled to get up and he was able to stand. And as he put his hand up to salute, it started shaking. The pain was tremendous. Tears were coming down his face. And his little girl, his little mentee for the weekend realized this and she popped up and wrapped her arm around him, put her little head under his elbow and she held his hand in hers. And she kept him stable to, to stand there. And uh, as this, this tourist showed this picture and he said, oh, I, after the ceremony, he came up to the soldier. He said, I wanted to show you this moment I captured with, with your daughter very sweet. She's obviously been a caregiver to you. And he said, oh, no, no. He said, I'm a wounded warrior, but she's a gold star child. Her dad was killed in combat. And uh, the TAPS Good Grief Camp, this is what we've learned, that we can't take away each other's pain. But what we can do is give each other our strengths. And that's what TAPS is about. And that's what you're about. That's what the work you do is about. We can't take away each other's pain, but we can give each other our strengths. I love these wordles. And, and this is one that just, I love that TAPS and community came right into the center of it. And that's in the shape of a heart. But in all of our work, this is how we come together. We come together as a community. And it is about building community. It's about bringing all those together who are out there isolated now, but hurting and grieving alone. Whether it's a phone call, whether it's just a, a text message or a virtual chat, this is an extraordinary opportunity in our history to lend our love and our support, to be there one-to-one -one with another. It means so much. You know, we, uh, we wanted to see how this period of isolation was impacting our survivors. So we sent out a survey in March and we got back right within about 10 days, over 1400 responses. And what we learned is that our folks are, and are affected by their inability to have rituals, to feel isolated, to feel uncertain about finances. So in your practices, I know you're thinking about this, but use these as data points that you can incorporate into the help you're giving to others, that these are some of the things that were being shared, that are being dealt with, and they are real struggles. We've got some resources that are available for you. We created websites because over the past 26 years, 
We've learned a lot, as many of you have, and what we wanna do now, what each of you are doing, what this day is about is sharing those resources, allowing folks to connect, to learn, and to benefit, you know, to share those strengths and what we have to offer. So check out taps.org slash COVID and then slash together. That's really where a lot of these wonderful resources are. And we're so grateful to have this opportunity now to share them. We've also had the opportunity in this virtual environment to expand our global partners. About five years ago, TAPS created a coalition of organizations supporting families of military deceased. And we started partnering with programs like India War Widows and the Israeli Defense Forces Widows and Orphans. But we found out that grief is universal. As many of you know who are tuning in today from around the world, we carry this as our badge of love and honor that we remember those who have died, that we honor the traditions of different cultures, and we recognize there is strength in this universality. We've also been working on transforming war grief into positive peace. We spoke last year at Geneva Peace Week and we're able to share this model of providing comfort and care to come into a post-conflict environment and provide support. We'd love to share more about this and, and there's much more information at taps.org international. We have a very, very exciting new technology, particularly now in this global environment. It's called the Shared Studios Portal. So this is an opportunity, and you can see in this picture that we've actually had a lunch, and this is connecting with Nigeria. So it's really been exciting to be able to connect through these efforts. I would love to tell you more about that and also about our Institute for Hope and Healing. Many of you have been part of that. It's a partnership with ADEC, with the Hospice Foundation of America. Many of, of the leading experts are part of it, and this is a chance for us to share expertise, to bring you in in an environment where you can give training, offer seminars and webinars. We offer CEUs and CMEs through the Institute. So it is a global portal, it is a community gathering place. It's an opportunity for all of us to come together and it, exp it expands on what Heidi and Gloria have created with Open to Hope. It's a wonderful partnership and I'm so grateful to each and every one of you for being here today, for giving your time, for opening your heart, for knowing that there are so many out there in the world who need the kind of comfort and support that you can offer, that grief is a universal emotion. But what we can do is we can give each other our strengths and our love and our encouragement and our light. So thank you for allowing me to share a few moments with you and tell you about the work that TAPS is doing and invite you into the Institute, into our international work, into our family of care for military survivors. Thank you so much. I've learned that it helped me to help others, to know I'm not the only one, put one foot in front of the other, find a life. Adding hope to the darkness, you start on the trip to recovery reach deep down inside and say, I am going to live on. We laugh, we cry, and remember. Hope without action doesn't work. Hope with action can change the world. We always say, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours.